Good evening, Nerd Clan. Welcome to Blake's Book Club. Today we're talking the epilogue, the final bit of Midnight Sun. And while this will be about the epilogue, this this portion of Blake's Book Club will really be about a, like a, a post-mortem uh, for the entire book, really. Uh, because the epilogue is cute. It's nice. I mean, they go to prom and Edward has this vision of Bella not having any stories to tell her children and he worries that it may be that Bella may be in La Push with Jacob and that's the reason why and he goes through the whole thing and uh, he they have the interaction with Jacob where Jacob is really embarrassed and um, nothing really new is particularly gained um, from the epilogue, other than it's just a nice little bow on top of a a story that uh, exists. uh, And it closes out, I think, in a more... um, um, fictionalized and pretty way for Midnight Sun than the last chapter did, uh, which I think is both, I think it's good uh, and useful, though I think thematically repetitive. But of course, coming from Edward's perspective, uh, the idea of uh, how he has overcome his uh, demons, so to say, about Bella and how he is going to go forward with her in the future. Uh, it's there in the last chapter. It's there again in the epilogue. But for his perspective, you have to include the prom scene. You just have to. If you don't, it's not the same ending as Twilight. And I think people would have flipped out. So... Is everything that is in the epilogue accomplished necessarily that was in the last chapter? Yes. In fact, I would argue that it ends the same exact way. And I think Stephanie Meyer has this idea of Edward putting his face or head into into Bella's neck to either give her a kiss or rest his face into it. Again, he's overcome that inability to be his most vulnerable in the space where Bella is most vulnerable. If you remember earlier in the book when they first came together, Edward jumped away at the even the slightest idea of Bella exposing her neck uh, in the most uh, tasty or uh, tempting um, position for Edward. Uh, yet here he is uh, stopping that and uh, willingly choosing to do so, uh, which is big. It's it's big emotionally. It is big physically. Uh, it is uh, a benchmark of their relationship. Uh, and, of course, you know, a benchmark of their relationship is uh, Edward's protectiveness over Bella. And we get a cute little scene with Edward, to, you know, uh, taking her to the prom and, she, you know, she was getting a phone call from another suitor, and you know that ties back earlier into the book when you know 
he talked uh, to Bella about going to, I can't remember his name off the top of my head at the moment, um, going to uh, prom. And it was just never brought up again, obviously, because the rest of the story had to happen. So it was a nice little callback to that. And uh, the, um, the uh, callback to Angela and Ben, also a nice little callback to uh, earlier in the book, you know, the, the relationship being that, you know, the one that Edward facilitated um, to, you know, to get their, uh, to get their, uh, their relationship going. So, yeah, I, I'm, well, let's say this. Am I happy with the book? Um, that's a good question. Am I happy I read it? Yes. I'm happy that I got a chance to live in the world again for, you know, a brief few weeks, however long we've been doing the book club for. Um, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's characters that I love. It's a universe that I enjoy being in. I like spending time doing this with you guys. I like asking questions, engaging, looking, analyzing. Um, so did I enjoy the act of it? Yes. Does the book, let's ask the question at the end that we began Blake's book club with. Does Midnight Sun warrant its own existence? Does it teach us about the world? Does it elevate the story? Does it enlighten our characters uh, in ways that Twilight did not? I would say very sparsely. And now you have to ask the question, okay, what's the purpose of the book? What are you reading it for? Um, the, the, the big question, the, the $64,000 or $64 million now uh, question is, what are you reading it for? Are you, if you're reading it for its own justification, to expand the world, to expand the characters, amplify the characters. I think you. I think we, as a reader group, if that is your intent, uh, suffered a little bit. Uh, there were some things. The first thing that comes to the top of my head is how Edward and Carlisle conspired to get the guy arrested uh, that stalked Bella. <laughs> That illuminated the characters a little bit, and it gave me something that I did not anticipate. Um, it illuminated the relationship between Emmett and Edward uh, in ways that I did not anticipate. Uh, it illuminated the relationship, I think, between Carlisle and Edward. Um, not to say that I did not anticipate that, and not to say that I didn't already have a pretty good grasp on that relationship from Twilight, but it helped give me a little bit more context. Um, there were some gimmick things in there, uh, obviously meeting a bunch of uh, Jasper's friends and um, the early um, intersection of their lives of Tanya and all gimmicky stuff. It's there it, for the sake of being there. And I think that is my ultimate problem with this 
book. If you are looking to expand the world and illuminate the ways that you see the world through the eyes of Edward, this book fails. It fails because there's nothing to discover through the eyes of Edward. He may have some interaction with Bella, and he may grow emotionally, but he's already at a level of heightened emotions um, and mature emotions. He does have an experience with love, but it comes so quickly and so forcefully that it's almost hard to believe. You could argue, I think, that perhaps because he, Edward, is a vampire, maybe his emotions are that much more heightened. Um, maybe. Maybe you could argue that because his life was in such stasis for so long that his dull emotions are rapidly engaged because something enters his life that shatters that stasis that is the reason why he feels so strongly perhaps but there's nothing to, to really discover in the book about the characters you're not learning anything new about humans you're necessarily uh you are learning some things about vampires uh but those things have already really been explored throughout the rest of the twilight saga so Again, if you're trying to expand the world, I'm sorry, if you're trying to analyze the world and be given a completely different perspective, one that uh, uh, explores our characters and, the th and, and theme and um, the, the natural movements of the story uh, and, and totally recontextualizing uh, how that story is told, then this book failed.